0: Hello, Twitter world. Hello, Jake. How's it
1: going, Brandon? I'm good. How are you doing? doing? Fantastic.
0: Ah, oh, everyone, welcome to tonight's Hello? Writers Block Show. Hopefully, everyone's excited. Midori, I know you are particularly excited about this, and we will get into your topic, get into that topic in just a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you for all the retweets and the posts and the likes. I know Jake and myself, we both really appreciate it
2: oh oh it's it's my pleasure i i just appreciate what you're doing for the writing community so much i mean i think that this has been a great help not just to me but to other writers who see this so i appreciate it well
0: Thank thank you and that's what we want we want to help everyone out there in fact jake and i this past week to give everyone a little bit of a lowdown and Again, if anybody wants to listen to this later on, you will be able to listen to it because we are recording. And if you'd like to speak, please just request and we'll get you in here. Um, Jake and I have been talking recently about building on the show a little bit because we are starting to get a little bit of a following here. And I'm interested, and everyone can show with their little heart emojis in the bottom. If, Jake, I think I know you're... I think I feel like you know where I'm going with this.
1: I hope I know where you're going with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're go we, we're thinking about turning this into a podcast, starting here and then just uploading it so we could people can listen to it later on. Now I'm curious if that would be helpful to people. Or Midori says yes on that one. Um again, if anybody agrees and likes that idea, just give us a thumbs up
1: or a heart or something and just making it more available. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited for the idea of having a podcast. I think it can reach a wider audience and not just those that are on Twitter. Yes. Um, and I think that that would be a huge deal. Obviously the writing community on Twitter is, um, pretty substantial Uh, but there are those people that are not on Twitter who are writers and we would love to help them out as much as we help out you Twitter folks yes yes
0: so Jake how's your week going
1: um the week has been really good actually so far I think it's a I I got through a beta read that I was getting through and I've done some little things here and there Um, I turned in uh one of my drafts to my agent so that was exciting. Um we're getting closer and closer as we get to a uh, submission time for publishers and um yeah that's kind of been my week. What about awesome. you, Brandon?
0: Um you know it's been a it's been a good week. I just I met my goal for my reading goal this year. I'd met it today. I had 12 <laughs> <laughs> Do I want books. to know how
2: many books that makes?
0: <laughs> well, it was I went low and I was like let's just do 12 books. Like one month I'm not a fast reader um but I finished 12 books today. Not 12 today, but like over the I was about say
2: <laughs>
1: 12 in one I'm not one a fast
0: day. reader but I, I read 12 books today
1: so they were all picture books but you know it's still
0: <laughs> you know what they were Dr. Seuss so you be quiet you leave me alone <laughs> all right I apologize so many more words than those so much more, so many more so I, I'm quite happy with myself I don't think I've ever went through books that quickly but so yeah it's been it's been a good week
2: I mean it takes defense. That's a good way to quickly meet a reading goal.
1: <laughs> I you know, it doesn't not count.
3: Yeah, it might exactly. Not be
1: like totally, you know, upfront, but <laughs> but hey, it works. Hey. Um, and I know Brandon <laughs> actually has not just been reading picture books or Dr. Seuss. He's actually read no. some really amazing classics and some modern ones. Um it's it's been fun to kind of see what he's reading at the beginning of each week. So,
0: yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been a trip, that's for sure. So, as always, if you'd like to speak, please just request. I'll reiterate that over and over again. This is an open conversation. But before we get into it, I have to hit Jake with the topic that he knows
1: nothing. Oh nothing about. Oh no. And Brandon teases me about it every single time. I, He'll get on on Wednesday morning when we're on FaceTime and he's like, "Oh, you're going to hate it. You're going to love it. You're going to do something." And and every single time I'm like, "Just a hint. Please. Please just tell me just a little bit." Nope. No hints. No. Hints. This
0: one I I don't This one is actually really relevant to what we're going to be speaking to today with sensitivity readers. So, this Twitter, this video is, and I'm going to use this term loosely, is going viral of, and if anyone's seen it, please feel free to comment. This video is going viral of this first grade teacher, her and her husband reenacted their wedding for her students. Okay. Okay. Now, that is cute, right? That's cute. I like the idea. I don't have a problem with it. And, but a lot of people are bringing up that is... Um, really insensitive, because if that were a gay person or somebody of the LGBTQ community, that would be a completely different response. So it's kind of that straight straight privilege in that way. And the, I mean, there's nothing inherently bad about the video. They're just reenacting it for their students, which is really cute. Um, but my, what are your thoughts on that, Jake, or anybody for that matter? All right, I'll
1: jump in there. Um, I feel like it is. It is always great to celebrate love, and in whatever way that occurs, is awesome. I do agree that you know, had that been a couple who didn't fit kind of the standard mold, that there would have been a big uproar. Um, I also think that people need to be able to have. Um, the choice, whether they read or see or hear something um, as much as possible, especially with little kids. Um, So in a certain way, I feel like that was kind of crossing that line. It's not that... I'm sure that there might have been some parents that were like, you did what? Um, And and see, we don't know
0: that aspect of it. I can't speak to that. There might have been like, we're going to redo this wedding if you don't want your children to participate, feel free to take them out of the class for the day or what have you. That yeah. that might have happened. I don't know. So I can't speak to that.
1: I would, I would speak to just the fact that as writers, um, especially when we are dealing with readers who might not feel or think the same as we do, it's just important to be as upfront as cautious as possible in a way and um and also keeping keeping others in mind yes correct okay
0: that was my topic that's that's all it was nothing too crazy just wanted to if you get the chance to go see the video it is actually really cute what they do um but it's it's it brings up a very valid point we'll just say
1: that absolutely So I guess we should just dive right in here. Let's Midori. get into
0: it. Midori, I believe you you suggested this, right? Yeah, I did. Awesome. Well, you know what? Because you suggested it, and if anybody has ideas, please let us know. We are actually booked for topics into May, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, Yay! yeah. So we're gonna we're we're pretty far out on topics, but trust me, we will get to you. We have a list going, and it's first come, first serve. So, if you have an idea, please, Midori. I will let you you say what you need to say, and then we'll 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 go from there. Since that's your your topic, okay. Midori, you get to take over. Yes, you are now the you're now the host.
2: <laughs> I am officially queen of the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> fear me. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm not here every week, so I, I see some faces that I don't think I've been acquainted with yet, so I'm just going to introduce myself really quickly. Um, my name is Midori Anzai. I am an American manga writer, and I have a short historical horror uh, short manga coming out later this year. I have not announced the release date yet, but there is one set, and... Um, The Yomikiri is what it's normally called, but for for sake of making it easier, I'm just gonna call it a short manga. Um, The short manga is set in Edo period Japan, which is essentially their equivalent to what we think of the Renaissance. Um, Same time period, and honestly, same development with like art and other things. Um, So when I was writing the story, it was really important to me to not only nail the culture, but also get the historic, Ah, goodness! I just derailed for a second. Get all the historical facts in a row. Um, so I ended up hiring over ten sensitivity readers to read the script before I turn it over to my artist for art.
0: Okay. So, let me ask. Okay. And this, I'm going to ask some pretty basic questions because there okay. might be people out there that just have basic questions. Yeah. What is a sensitivity reader? What do they do? What is their what is their purpose?
2: The best way that I can define a sensitivity reader is that. Oh goodness, I'm gonna have to think of best way I can condense this.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, judging by the name, I feel like I can I can figure it out. But let's yeah, just the best way you can.
2: Yeah, no, not a problem. Fact, little fun fact: one of my sensitivity readers actually hadn't even heard of the term until I asked him about it to uh, look this over. So basically. I'll, I'll just make up an example really quickly. So I was writing about not just Japanese culture, but also Japanese people. Okay. Um, and when you're writing about other people, you always definitely want to make sure that you've at least done your homework on it. So what a sensitivity reader can do, as opposed to like an, an editor or a beta reader, for instance, um, just assuming that they are like American or whatever, they often will, will provide feedback regarding, have regarding depiction or um, historical facts and stuff like that. Um, that's the best way that I can describe it off the top of my head. Um, there's actually a Twitter account that I follow called Sage and Salt Books. I think they're called, or is it yep. Salt and Sage? It's one of those two. Have we all heard of them?
1: No, I haven't heard them. I have. Okay.
2: Not. Okay. Awesome. Awesome resource if you're looking for sensitivity readers. Um, they're on Twitter. And they actually, you can actually hire sensitivity readers through them. And oh. yeah, really good. And they also have incomplete guides on writing specific characters. Um, they have an incomplete guide for how to write black characters, how to write autistic characters, um, how to write fat positivity. And their list just keeps growing. So definitely go check them out. Salt and Sage Books.
0: Will you do me a favor? Will you send that to either Jake or myself? I'm on and it right now we will retweet it on, um, we'll tag them in a post on the writer's block. That way people have access to that.
2: Great. I'm getting that right now. Perfect.
0: Thank you.
1: Um, so Midori, basically what we're doing with sensitivity readers is making sure that things are accurate. Would yes. that be a, a good way to say it?
2: That's a good way to describe it. You're also just double checking to make sure you're not doing portraying like any harmful stereotypes and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. So Midori, you obviously had 10, which I just find amazing, 10 sensitivity (laughs) readers. And I'm guessing that not all of the sensitivity readers gave you the same feedback.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm actually really glad you brought that up, because that's one of the first things that I wanted to mention with it, is because what I've learned with sensitivity readers, and just, I think it's just part of human nature overall, is that, you know, they are not a monolith. I mean, you could talk, you know, one sensitivity reader might not take issue with one thing and another might take an issue with another thing. And I actually did have this happen while I was getting uh, reviewed by sensitivity readers. So that was a bit of a tricky situation, but ultimately managed to get through it. Um, So yeah, that's, that's definitely something. Just assume that not everybody is gonna give you the same feedback. Just be ready for that.
0: Okay. So what would, what would, I would say, err on the side of caution hmm. when you have that kind of um, discrepancy amongst your beta readers, correct?
2: I'd say that's a good way to pro- to uh, go about that. I can actually provide an example of something that I actually did have happen, um, just to give you an idea of an example of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Go for it. Yes, yeah, go okay. ahead.
2: Okay. All right. So... Um, I don't write in the traditional sense of like novels and such. What I do is that I end up scripting because long before I decided I wanted to be um, a manga writer, I actually dabbled in screenwriting for a bit. So I kind of learned how to do that. And then when I decided I wanted to write manga, that's kind of what I ended up going back to was just using like descriptions of scenes and just, it's basically formatted like a movie script. Um, And I have a scene in my uh manga where there's a skull where a skull shows up and okay this is gonna require some context so bear with me. <laughs> You're good. Um, okay. Has anybody here seen forensic files? Yes. Okay, good. So um I had learned from forensic files and this might be common knowledge, so forgive me if this is redundant. But not all skulls are created equal. Um you know they can they can look at a skull and they can determine age, race, um, Sex, stuff like that. It's, yes. it's really fascinating when it boils down to it, but I am digressing. Um, so what I learned from that is that I learned that the term that they were using at the time, now granted this is a lot older, so I don't know if this term has been updated at this point. I did actually research it after the fact, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, so when I was describing skull and setting up the scene, I had used the term mongoloid, because that's the term that they'd used to describe skulls that belong to Asians. And obviously this is set in Japan, so that would make sense. And I wanted to, and they'll have unique facial features in the skull. So I was, it was important to me that my artist understood that because I wanted the aesthetic to come through, just some attention to detail. Mm -hmm. And I believe that I had gone through about five, some of my sensitivity readers, or maybe four, I don't remember. I think it was five um, before somebody called that out and say, okay, Hey, this term is outdated. You know, you probably shouldn't use this. And I was kind of just sitting there with myself, like, wait a second, why why are you calling this out but none of the others are? So I kind of had to sit with that for a little while, and I just kind of had to think about it. And ultimately, the conclusion I came to was, you know what, this isn't relevant to the plot. A skull's a skull. Nobody's going to really be able to tell. So I ended up taking the word out in subsequent drafts.
1: Nicely done. <laughs> Thank um, you. It's, uh... It's one that I would have pointed out for you. So that's awesome. Yeah, He, he is so full of shit. He would not. have. He is full of crap. <laughs> Listen to hear you. I totally would have. <laughs> just giving him <a> crap. <laughs> okay. So just as a heads up, we are having trouble adding speakers. Ho- oh, Kathleen got on. Yes. That's awesome. Well, I know, yeah. I was going to say, there's
0: a couple of requests that have come through and we haven't been able to... Kim, we are still wrong.
1: working on it. Okay, be patient, and we will try to get there.
3: Um, Kathleen, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I'm no worries. Um, I'm sitting here thinking I never heard a sensitivity training, and I never heard of reading, a reader. Um, I have heard a sensitivity training. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and um Midori is that am I pronouncing your name right yes um I never heard of that type of writing before how did you say is it manga Manga. how do you spell that
2: m-a-n-g-a oh okay it's kind of like magna but the uh
3: letters are reversed okay well so that's all been really really interesting so I was sitting here thinking like what would I need a sensitivity writer
1: for? So a sensitivity reader, Reader. Kathleen, usually is when you might need one if you are writing about a group of people that is outside your uh, standard frame of reference. So Uh a lot of people use sensitivity readers to say, okay, I'm writing, let's say, a gay character, Mm -hmm. and I really don't, you know, I don't want to be offensive. I don't want to keep promoting stereotypes. I think that I would like to kind of hop in with uh, another writer or a sensitivity reader who Mm -hmm. is from that community who could give me some pointers or who can Mm. read through my work and make sure that things are kind of on the up and up.
2: Jake, yeah. how dare you describe them better than me? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you, you just put that so articulately and beautifully. And later, earlier, I was trying to describe it. And it's like, uh, wait, how, what is the best way I can say this?
3: I know what I'm talking about, I promise. <laughs> you,
1: do. <laughs> you do know what you're talking about. No stress.
3: Um, and so then I was thinking, okay, so I just wrote this whole memoir. <laughs> about sexual assault and okay um i mean it's already been published and so i didn't have a sensitivity reader so i i mean there are trigger warnings on okay. the back blurb of my book okay. um so it, you really are just reading at your own risk it was written with a lot of sensitivity because it was my story oh um, my goodness well Um, and here's the thing that i would say kathleen is because it
1: is your story because uh, it is something that you're very familiar with yeah i don't feel that you need a sensitivity reader because so much of the information especially because it's a memoir comes directly from you and your experience Uh, i agree agreed those um those trigger warnings that you put on the back are awesome. There are going to mm-hmm. be people that are going to say, whoa, I probably better not pick this one up. Right. That's going to be a little bit too right. much for me. But right. um, you, in that case, especially because it's a memoir, don't need a sensitivity reader. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on. How did you say that word,
0: Jake? Sensitivity? No, not sensitivity. Memoir. Oh, Memoir. Uh, I, I I sounded weird when you said it. I was like, how did he pronounce that?
3: Maybe it oh, just it's anything. just the Wi-Fi. Uh,
0: okay,
3: <laughs> it's um, got
2: to lot. The love hate relationship we have with technology.
3: Yeah, yes, right. absolutely.
2: So
0: M J says he's pl- he's um, or she, excuse me. I plan to write a BDSM book, so I'm specifically reaching out to folks in that community to make sure it's portrayed with respect and accuracy. Mm-hmm. I applaud exactly. that. That is awesome. Good on you, M J.
1: Yeah. yeah for real okay. that's and honestly i'm I'm applauding you just because that to me is seems like such a very difficult subject to write about in general um but i love the fact that it is something that you are diving into and really getting a chance to um get get a sensitivity reader because you want it to be so accurate and i applaud that
0: yeah, so me too my question mm-hmm. is and this is to the community when you have a sensitivity reader do you do you pay them or what's what's the compensation on that what's the average
2: i'll I'll come in on that um i think it's in my case it really depended on who i talked to um i outsourced a couple of sensitivity readers through Fiber. Um, But another of them were just acquaintances of mine that I made on Twitter. I reached out to them and said, hey, you know, I've got this thing coming up. Do you want to just take a look at it for me? And they did it for free. So
3: that's nice.
2: Yeah. So closer friends might do it for free for you. um, But if you're looking for like complete strangers, yeah, they're probably going to charge you and their rates will vary.
1: Okay, Uh that's good. That's that's good to know. I will throw this out there that even if you do meet a complete stranger, if they are a writer as well, you might be able to swap a beta read for a sensitivity read.
2: Ooh, yeah, I like that.
1: I mean, that's a good idea. We're all about you saving know, we're, money we're, right here, right? We're Save all money. about saving money, and we're all about making sure that we are helping the writing community and other authors. Yeah, yeah I mean,
3: yeah. could we make
0: 33 cents off of
1: one book, so it is not a lot that is for sure
0: <laughs> yeah unless you sell in india and jake what did i tell you how much you make off of an ebook
1: 25 in dollars
3: how yes. do you make $25? wait what
0: <laughs> if you sell well and this was on mine when i sold a book i sold one of my books in india and it was an ebook I made $25 off of that. And I was like, I need to focus on India. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. So
1: just now, a little thing about that. Midori. So- yes. I have another point or another question for you. Okay. There are those people that will say, I refuse to get a sensitivity reader. I'm going to write what I write. I don't really care one way or the other. Um, if people don't like it, they don't have to read it. Oof. What would be your comment to them?
2: Oh, you know, that's that's really tough because on one hand, I do get, you know, wanting to stand your ground and, you know, be unapologetic in your art, if that makes sense. You know, Absolutely. I I've chosen a very unconventional medium and, you know, I'm happy with that. But, uh, you know, I I definitely think, yeah, you know, definitely get a sensitivity reader. Just, you know, it never hurts. You know, the worst that can happen is that they'll just have a couple of pointers here and there. It just never hurts to check. I mean, there was a reason I went with 10 sensitivity readers. I didn't want to leave any stones unturned.
1: Well, and
3: that's probably a good idea, Majori, because I I was thinking, and I don't know how to put this um, sensitively. It's a okay. Do your best. Um but a, a lot of people have different views about different things. Yeah. A uh, different ways of being. Um so like uh Jake, you used the example of writing uh a gay character into a book or I mean are these people like open-minded people that I can see like open-minded things. I, I I mean, Kathleen,
1: are you referring to the readers themselves or? yeah,
3: Well, yeah. The, the sensitivity reader that you would hire to read your book to see if it was written in an accurate, you use the word accurate way. Um,
0: are are you trying to ask if they're willing to they're not trying to be offended by what you're writing
1: if it comes yeah, across yeah like what if they way? just
3: don't agree with uh a certain lifestyle or something like
1: I, I... so you definitely you definitely choose your sensitivity readers based mm. on the character or the scenario or the history that you're trying to portray. And so yeah. for for like I see. me, I have never hired a sensitivity reader, but I have been a sensitivity reader for other people. And uh-huh. I've had a lot of um, straight friends come to me and say, uh, so I'm writing this gay character. And I say, okay, what, <laughs> what is it, where are you going with this? And mm-hmm. they were like, you know, I just wonder yep. how that fits into my story um same thing goes for ethnicities and races and everything else right well go ahead yeah
2: so that was another thing that i wanted to bring up to anybody who might be considering a sensitivity reader um i mean even before you even start writing know exactly who you are writing because i wrote about a salt merchant from the 17th century japan and that's going to be a very different person from a Japanese-American woman living in the United States in the 21st century. D- does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good.
0: Well, and I think it, it goes to also say, like, is it that character, right? Like, yeah. you want to want to say, well, they're gay. They must do drag. Well, not every Right, male or female or non-binary or whoever they don't all do drag we don't all do that so is it relevant to that character that I think is a big part of it too does it define their actions does it define this or this or this that plays into it as well
1: yeah so Midori when you have these ten sensitivity readers what were the criteria that you used to pick them or to choose these specific mm. people to read? Because I know obviously you have history going on there and ethnicities and and what what drew you to these people specifically to say, "You know what, I want you to be my sensitivity reader." Good so- question.
2: That's, that actually is a really good question. So thanks for asking, Jake. So because I had so many, I really wanted to get people who came from varying backgrounds. But I mainly tried to keep the focus on Japan itself. So I looked for people who might be native to Japan or might be Japanese-American or even spent time in Japan. One of my sensitivity readers has actually worked with um best-selling author named amiko Jean, and i think she actually is japanese very
3: nice
2: she was one of my sensitivity yeah so she was one of my sensitivity readers and it was funny because when she mentioned oh yeah i've worked with amiko Jean," it's like oh my gosh i read one of her books like 10 years ago what (laughs)
1: yeah that was so much
2: yeah that was really cool so um but i even extended my group to um people even outside of Japan because, you know, Japan is obviously part of Asia. So I obviously had an Asian character. So mainly just focusing on other stereotypes that they might encounter as Asians and not just exclusively Japanese. So I really did look for just a wide variety of people from different backgrounds and just stuff like that.
1: Cool, very nice. (laughs) That's a good call. I like the idea that you went for such a range of people and not something so specific um that you got the same answers every single time because i think having that diversity in answers and diversity in perspective is really important
3: Mm.
2: i agree and another thing that i will chime in when you go to write your story if you're right if it's going to require a sensitivity reader definitely do your research they will know if you didn't do your research
1: (laughs) (laughs) you mean i
0: can't just google search something And yeah. just go with the top answer? Come on. What
1: kind of world we live in nowadays? <laughs> right? I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that everything on the internet is true. So Everything <laughs> on the internet is true. Yes, Wikipedia yes. is gold, apparently.
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs> all of the answers are on the first page of Google. Don't don't even bother looking at the second page.
1: <laughs> I, I don't even know why they have a second page. <laughs>
0: right? I mean, if you choose infinite scroll, then it's all the first page, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um Um, um, kim i see you i i see you trying to get on and i don't know what's going on jake we need to look into this because for some reason we can only get so many speakers on and i don't i don't know i
1: know we're supposed to be able to have 10 and it's driving me nuts that we can't get people on here
3: i could turn mine off um i don't
1: know we we can try that Okay. Um, Let's try that for a second and then okay. we'll see if we can't get her on and we'll go from there.
0: Oh, okay. Jason, thank- Jason okay, turned his to off you later. too. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> um, well, bleh, I'm stumbling over my words now. Now, Kim, go ahead and try. Let's see if we can get this bad boy to work. If not, everyone can just jump back on. Uh, so, where? Oh, I, I had a question in my mind and now it's gone. I don't know where oh, it is. Oh, I hate Jake, when that happens. Jake, I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to pass the baton to you.
1: It's all good. I am so good at <laughs> talking It is amazing. No. Uh,
0: it, no one's shocked by that. No, no one one's
1: shocked, <laughs> that. No one's shocked by that. Um, Midori, I had another question. There okay. are those people, obviously, in the industry um, in the past couple of years, um, especially in the traditional publishing industry, um, okay. it has been very big to get authors that are what we call own voices, meaning right, that they are... You know, if, if I'm writing a gay character, I need to be a gay person. Hmm. Or if I am writing a Black character, I need to be a Black person. Hmm. Um, and and that's been a huge thing. And I do understand where they're coming from, that it is nice to uh, recognize marginalized authors. I agree. Um, but how does that work with writing a story like you writing about uh, Japan? because i as far as i know you are not japanese i am not If you've been or spent time yeah or if this is a passion based on manga
2: (laughs) well um so this isn't something that i actually have broadcasted but i will be candid now i actually do have a japanese cousin yay um, who lives in japan but i only met her once when i was a kid um but it largely it is about the fact that i am passionate about this medium and it's it's like like you said i do agree that yeah it's great to support marginalized communities marginalized authors lift them up give them an opportunity to speak but here's but here's here's where i have a little bit of an issue with that and it's mainly coming down to the fact that okay you know why Deny people an opportunity to go out and learn more about these cultures. I mean, you know, you could probably bridge worlds with that. You can build communities with that, learn more about other people, you know. And if we stay restricted to just, you know, doing our own thing, then that does not grant that opportunity to learn more about people. And, you know, they're talking about, oh, you know, we need more diversity. And, that, it's like, okay, then let us go out and learn about these communities. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And I'm glad that you put it so well. Thank you. Because I feel like um, there are a lot of people in the writing community that want to write stories. Um, And at the end of the day, I would love to see the best story be the one that's put forward. I would love to see People learning about different cultures, different people, because they want to write an authentic character. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry i didn't I didn't have anything else other than that. <laughs> no,
1: nope, you were just fine. I, I that
2: that
0: tendency person. to yeah. say something so well that you're just like, well, what the hell am I going to follow that up with? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Right, Kim. Kim. Kim is connecting right now, so hopefully, fingers crossed, for everyone she can get through.
1: She's been, trying.
0: She, she's been trying the whole time. Uh <laughs> You can
2: do it, Kim. I believe in you.
0: <laughs> so with sensitivity readers, I is there like how do you, how many times do you go through a book or a draft? Like how many times do you do that? Do you keep sending it back to the the sensitivity readers or is it like one time and they're done?
2: Um, I'm sorry, let me see if I can, um, let me see if I can decipher the question. So are you saying that, you know, do you keep sending it back to one specific sensitivity reader or is it just like a one and done thing?
0: So if you go in and you make your, their, you change <laughs> your, your story based on their suggestions, Okay. do you, do you then you send it back to them, correct? To, hey, double check, let's go over this again. <laughs>
2: Um, So what I often often end up doing is that I would just keep the notes that my previous sensitivity reader left for me, and then I'd make the changes accordingly, and then I'd send it off to another sensitivity reader. I have, like, six copies of the draft as a result of all the changes that it underwent, just so that I can mark who looked at it.
0: Okay. Okay, so that's—I like that idea.
2: Yeah. Because, like I said, they're not— going to be a monolith and you know it may fit one vis- one sensitivity reader's vision but another might say oh no no this what you've got here is fine so or they might point out something that you took out that's like wait that might have been important so right
1: i think what we can do is call a sensitivity reader an expert beta reader on a certain subject because yeah. you do the same thing with beta readers we we get notes back from them and they say you know what i didn't like this i did like this And another beta reader might say, well, I think this sounds fine. And so you have to use your best judgment and what makes, what stays true and authentic to what you want your work to be.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, Midori, with sensitivity readers, is there anything that is off limits for sensitivity readers?
2: Off limits? Like how do you mean exactly?
1: I mean that if you say, this is something really important to my story, don't touch it, is that being truly authentic for those sensitivity readers? Hmm. That put them in a bind.
2: (laughs) Honestly, I don't really know for sure because I didn't really have that experience. But I'm trying to imagine that kind of scenario in my head right now. And if it were me and I were writing like a character that went through, like, I'll just say, for instance, we have a Japanese character that experiences racism and they use like racist language in this. And I might leave a disclaimer with the sensitivity reader saying, hey, you know, they this does contain a lot of racist language, but this is important to the development of the plot and the development of the character so on and so forth because i feel like that if they're looking at it and they feel like it's not really going anywhere and it's just doing it in there just for the sake of shock value or whatever they're kind of uh, they're gonna go look at that and go yeah no you might want to get this out but it's like wait no i, I need that D- does that make sense
1: absolutely i think you explained that very well very well good job thank you you get a gold star for that <laughs> <laughs> thank you stars giving out gold stars Jake, you don't ever get a gold star. You be quiet. (laughs) But I really want one. I need the A++.
2: Well, Jake, if I see any gold stars around, I'll let you know. I could give you my crown, but my crown's kind of mine, and it doesn't really have gold stars. It has uh, crystals in it.
1: I want you to keep that because it's very much yours. (laughs) Thank you.
2: I can tell you where I got mine, actually, if you ever want one. Back in picture on Etsy.
1: Oh, very nice!
2: Yeah, they they make gorgeous crowns, and I saw this and I was like, oh, I need it.
1: I love that. Uh, I yeah, it's it's off subject for sensitivity readers for just a moment. <laughs> I used to coach rodeo queens on speeches and modeling and everything. Yeah, really feel like those crowns should have gone to me. Oh my! <laughs> if you
0: could see me right now, you'd see me like rubbing my forehead, like oh my gosh, oh, oh my perhaps, like.
1: Oh my gosh i can't believe he just said that
0: oh really we've all heard the stuff that comes out of my mouth that's that's pushing the limit for you that's like a monday morning for me like whatever
1: miley cyrus what what <laughs> it was hannah montana you, you be quiet
2: <laughs> i never actually saw that show so
1: it is all good it's just a joke from one of our previous episodes Okay, last week that was last okay. week
2: <laughs> all right i good.
0: couldn't remember her name and i called her hannah montana and then i just stopped I'm like <laughs> yep just said that <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. i mean i may need to go find that episode now just because yeah no but when everybody was obsessed with hannah montana i was already listening to evanescence so
1: <laughs> awesome love it all right uh, okay back to sensitivity readers because that's what everybody's here for yes
3: yeah.
1: um I was going to say that for for anybody, and this goes for MJ or anybody else, there is a sensitivity reader for any subject that you might be worried about. Yes, there is. So, go out there and find them, because if you want a sensitivity reader for people who have lost goldfish, you know, <laughs> deaths that they buried in the backyard you can find one of those
2: i i may have to get on piper just to see if that's actually listed in somebody's qualifications now
1: <laughs> i uh, only can, be... i will be a sensitivity reader for that I've lost a few fish my... <laughs> um but <the> point <laughs> is if you, if you... <laughs> now i feel bad i feel
2: like we're making fun of your pain
1: oh no absolutely not there is no way that you could make fun of me enough for me to you know feel the sting of that so we're good um r.i.p jake's fish r.i.p jake's fish um i will say this though that if there is a point in your writing where you have a question or concern about if it is factual if it is authentic don't be afraid to reach out and get yourself a sensitivity reader for it. Um and that yes. goes to if you have a beta readers, for instance, um that that mentions something or points something out that you might not have seen before because a lot of times we're too close to our own writing to um to, to see some of those little issues or those little nitpicky things. If you have a, a beta reader that says, you know, this part kind of threw me off a little bit or wasn't rubbed me the wrong way, go ahead and grab a sensitivity reader and say, you know what? Let's see what the verdict is from this person.
2: Yeah, it never hurts. Nothing bad can happen from getting a sensitivity reader. The worst that can happen is just say, hey, this doesn't exactly mesh well. So that's literally the worst that can happen.
1: And if that's the worst that can happen, we're all good. And frankly... Even if they, you know, even if that person doesn't match well, you will find another writing community buddy.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um,
0: Going to the comments here. Uh, Kim asked a question. If someone has a bipolar disorder and they wrote a character who has a bipolar disorder, would they need a sensitivity reader?
2: So wait, let me... Sorry, I I'm p- pitching on on this because I I'm not bipolar, but I know people who are. Um, I just want to make sure I understand the question. So, are you asking if um if you wrote a character who has bipolar disorder, um, do you, would you need a sensitivity reader?
0: I I think the way I'm reading it is if if the author has a bipolar is has a bipolar disorder, do okay. they need a and they wrote a character who has a bipolar disorder, do they need a sensitivity reader?
2: Um, that's honestly a good question. I, I, Like I just said, I'm not bipolar, but I know people who have dealt with it. And my understanding is that there's all kinds of ways bipolar disorder can manifest itself. I mean, if you're writing from your own experience, I don't think it should be a problem at all. But I mean, if you definitely want to double check and make sure, and make sure of something, then by all means, go ahead. Um, that's one of those situations where I think it's okay to use your own discretion but again I'm not bipolar so
0: I I would second that I think if you're basing it on your own experience and how you deal with bipolar disorder or whatever your experience may be that's one thing but if you're going outside of your realm even if it's still in that bipolar category I would get a sensitivity
1: reader.
2: Yeah, I I would too.
0: Okay, Jay.
1: For instance, um, I had a character in one of my, uh, in in a book that I had sent to my agent. Um, I had a character who was African-American and the situation, one of the situations that I put her in, my agent said, I don't know if you can authentically speak to that. So I think we need to change that up. And yes. I said, Oh my gosh, absolutely. I can totally do that. I think it it's a matter of being able to connect with the lived experience. That's a good way to put it. Um, I like for instance, I also have characters that I write that are that are women. And I am I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I am not a woman. So, <laughs> I uh,
2: really—you could have had me fooled.
1: Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'll take that as a sincere compliment. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, I would say, you know what? Go ahead and write that character. I think characters can be written well. Um through experience but also through research like Midori said earlier and if you yeah. are worried at all get a sensitivity reader like Midori said there is nothing wrong with doing that and yeah. it yeah. doesn't hurt a thing yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm... do you sorry. have your sorry Midori
2: I was about to just reiterate do your research ahead of time it will save you a lot of headaches
0: Yeah. Kim I hope that answered your question Kathleen you can go ahead and unmike. mic see you have your your hand in the air <laughs>
3: Well, the funny thing was, is here I am back, uh, not knowing what I'm doing. But I was raising my hand to say I'm a woman, <laughs> and you could call me. I'll talk to you.
1: Love it. Well, believe
3: well, it or not, I actually am a woman too. So
1: yeah, I could use both of you as sensitivity readers.
3: Absolutely, I would, I would definitely do that for you.
1: Well, thank. You. Um, I. Um, I'm just loving this topic, and Midori, you are so knowledgeable about this. I'm so glad that you brought it up for the writer's block to discuss, because I think it's an important one for a lot of writers. Well,
2: thank you, and thank you for running with us and for having me.
1: Oh, for sure. This is, this uh, is what we're here for, right? Let's talk. Let's talk yeah.
0: through stuff. <laughs>
1: um, I hope that anybody else that was trying to speak Kim I'm so sorry I I'm hoping it's just your phone and not our connection on our end because I everybody knows that I have technical difficulties on so many things um (laughs) including my own brain and so (laughs) we will we will keep trying to get people on if anybody else has been wanting to speak up please go ahead and use an emoji or send a, a text through or a a tweet through um through the post and we'll try to get you on as much as we can um brandon what (laughs) that
0: attitude come on well there's there's Uh, something going down outside i'm watching the people outside so no i'm just joking i'm not
1: (laughs) brandon
2: do i need to come over there with a flip-flop with that attitude of yours
1: (laughs) Midori would be a great help. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon, for I know that you are working on, I think, six books at this point, all <laughs> at the same time. Plus yeah. oh, oh my boy.
2: gosh.
0: Currently um, yes.
1: and, and three of those, four of those are pretty much already ready to go. We're just doing some revamps on them. Um, yes. Is there one of your books that you can think of that might need a sensitivity reader? Well, I mean, yes, my
0: series, the New Age God series, I actually have a non-binary character. So that I actually had to reach out to, uh, because I've had to reach out to a couple people that I found on Twitter um, and just asking them generic, like, questions. What's the proper term? How do I do this? How do I do this? And just finding different ways. And I think when you're asking questions when you're coming from um, the from standpoint a... of, I want, I, I just want to understand, those types of questions are appropriate. Now it's, it's, it's about learning and like, how do I do, how do I convey a non-binary character in written form? That's, that's difficult. That was very difficult. Let me just say that,
1: <laughs> let me just say that. <laughs> I will throw in there that Brandon has done an awesome job of it and, um it's his his books are continually moving forward and I love it. Um, I would say that I have needed sensitivity readers for my books as well. Um, I think it's a, a um, something that authors come up with come up against I should say more often than we like to acknowledge in the writing community um and again, I would say if you are working Think you need a sensitivity reader? Go ahead and go find one. They are out there. I promise they are. Um, I also would like to, that we're kind of breaking it up a little bit. No worries. Um, I so no. okay. Um, I would really like to say that sensitivity readers have an important place in the writing community um, along with beta readers as well Um, we will brandon and i will definitely get some links up for places that you can find sensitivity readers Um, i know midori shared hers her reference earlier we've talked through about fiverr Um, there are all sorts of places that you can find these sensitivity readers to really go through and make sure that your book is the best that it can be
0: Yes. And that, I, I want to reiterate that, um, that along with if anybody finds articles or anything relating to the subject that we're talking about, please let us know. Cause we will gladly retweet that on the writer's block Twitter. We appreciate all the work that all of you do for helping us promote that and getting this information out there. Cause we found some really good resources on all sorts of subjects and there's a lot of stuff that i've learned looking for those resources <laughs> and they're like like we said i think it was like last week or something like that we were talking about it jake and it was these These aren't just random articles that we find we go through and we're like okay this is from associated press or npr or new york times or whoever we don't we make sure to screen it before we tweet it out and that for the
1: that goes for the uh youtube videos as well um We try to make sure that we're giving you as the writing community uh, the best resources possible. Um, Haven't been over to the block, over to the Writer's Block Twitter page. Please go over there. You will find so many resources, so many articles, and each of them coincides with the episode and the topic that we're talking about that week. Yes. Speaking of... I just want to do
0: a quick little plug on that. Um, eventually, we're going to have to switch over to that. Sh- we're going to have to
1: record it on on the writer's block Twitter. I know. Brandon and I have quite a few followers um, between the both of us. And we've been using that to kind of help the writer's block to gain a following. But at some point, we are going to have to just have the writer's block stand on its own two feet. Yay! Our little baby. Our little
0: baby's gonna grow up. <laughs> yeah, she's she's two months old, just over. Yeah, just has it really time.
2: been two months?
0: Yeah, yeah. crazy. Wow. Which is um, crazy to think about because we started January seventeenth.
2: Dang.
0: Fun.
2: It kind of just snuck up on me, but I'm really happy that it's here.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we're getting some good information out there, everybody, and learning from I, I each think other. You
2: are honestly.
0: Well, I think when Jake and I first talked about the show, it was like, well, what do we want to do? And the best thing I said was, I was like, do you remember the show Frasier? And it would be like a call-in show, and he would be like, talk to people right there. That's what I want. Something like that for the author's community, where people can have this open discussion. And he's like, I love it. I think it's amazing.
3: <laughs> and we just kind of ran with it, so... Well, it's just so good to be able to talk to other authors and other writers because I personally don't really know any in my like friend group of, you know, real people world. Um, So I've really enjoyed this so far and I enjoy um, just all the conversations on Twitter just through the tweeting of I've learned a lot uh, about the way different writers and authors think. So I think this is great.
1: Thank you, Kathleen. We uh, we are pretty excited about it and very proud of, of this thing that we are putting out there. Again, the writer's block is for writers. It is for all of you. If you have topics or subjects or questions, please, please, please answer that. Like, ask us and we will try to get those on to the show these episodes we love doing them we love talking to all of you um it's a big deal for us to um have your support and your voices um as we keep moving forward because that's the entire basis of this show is being able to talk to other authors that you might not connect with otherwise
0: yes um we're quickly running out of time here this hour always seems to just fly by oh
2: my gosh it feels like it's only been like a half hour
0: it doesn't (laughs) yeah it always i mean we've got like four minutes left but
2: oh well
0: one of these times we're gonna have to go and do like a two-hour episode you know that jake right oh i much know that i think there are quite a few topics that we could do a two-hour episode on (laughs) i will say this from my personal standpoint and looking at how many listening listeners we had on the topic i think top of the list would have to be marketing absolutely
3: it,
1: it is a big deal for so many authors um indian traditional like that that is kind of a new venture for them because we as writers want to be writers we don't want to be business people we don't want to be marketers but in this current state of everything it's kind of a necessity
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you were leading with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, my my little comment. Um, it's really important. So.
0: Well, well, it it clearly is because it show, the, the recording had almost four hundred listeners, which is awesome. Oh, which wow. Is crazy to think about.
1: Um, Brandon. Yes. What do you want now for the evening? <laughs> do you know what our next week's topic is Ooh, next week's topic is going to be how to
0: show not tell oh great topic <laughs> oh i'm gonna struggle with this one <laughs> i know it this is probably my worst area
2: brandon do you do like jake's little writing exercises where it's they tell me what this is and then show me what it is
0: no i don't do that
2: <laughs> you can probably do that because it's actually a really good way to keep that muscle flexed. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I have fun with that.
0: I read through them so I can be like, okay, that's how they do that. That makes sense. He's done some of those with me, and I, I'm getting better. And I'm, as long as I'm getting better, I'm happy. Like I'm getting better about it. Yeah. But Jake it's knows like where a I, muscle.
2: You just got to keep flexing it.
0: Jake knows where I started and how far I've come and in the very short amount of time we've worked together. So. I'm, I'm happy where i'm at but i definitely know i need improvement
1: it, it has come a very long way and i will say like if anybody didn't realize it already brandon and i are really good friends we talk all the time oh why um, you gotta put emotion into
3: it don't do <laughs> that. you could tell you didn't even have to uh explain you Stop. can tell you're good friends the yeah.
2: chemistry is palpable
3: that's wonderful <laughs> good
1: we uh, just want to have a lot of fun. We talk all the time and we want to uh, bring that same uh, vibe into the writer's block. So um, I am really excited about next week's topic um, because I love show versus, show versus telling. Um, it's such an important skill for writers to learn. And a lot of people don't understand it it's it's kind of this foreign concept to us to to say you know the yellow bus is not just the yellow bus there's well, so much more yes it
3: looks like a yes. twinkie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was I, really lucky to have a um teacher be my best friend and helped me with the show not tell thing when I was writing my book for five years. And I learned so much about it. Um, and I found that it came out best when I was really in the flow of writing, like it ended up not being a planned thing. It just all of a sudden it started coming on, uh, how to describe things. And I, I just loved it. Once I caught on a little bit, um, because I never thought about writing a book until I wrote the book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got to love when that happens. It's like, just writes the thing. Whoops, suddenly I wrote a book.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I am hoping that we can help some of these other listeners who will hopefully jump on and be speakers, too. Hopefully we can make that work without... Difficulties, um, because I am so excited to kind of have this discussion about show and tell. Well, yeah. I think
3: everybody will be interested in that discussion. Yeah, yeah. Jake, Absolutely. I'm gonna
0: re- I'm gonna rely heavily on you on this one. That's gonna be like, okay, how do you learn how to do this, right? Oh. Like, great. you've come a long way. We'll figure it out. And looking at our schedule real quick, we are actually booked through. March, April, May, May sixteenth. That's how far out we're booked on shows.
2: Uh, My mind is is still blown from that because it's like, whoa, okay,
0: amazing that you guys, that are people, are giving us topics, and I love it. Yeah,
3: I wanted to see a posted schedule.
0: (laughs) We we probably should post a schedule up there. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally thinking that like we need to post this because it's like show don't tell, and then we have how to find comp titles and then tropes and then writing for the future, what is a plot, understanding genres, and lack of support in your community. Oh,
3: that's wonderful. You know, and I think if you posted it, you might even get more people interested.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially as they have an interest in topics coming up. Yeah. That's a good idea. We are out of time. We are. We're actually over on our time, so. I'd love to say thank you. I'm so excited to see all of you next week.
3: Okay. Thank Thank you, you, Jake.
2: Thank you, Brandon.
1: Thank you. Good night.
2: Bye. Good night.